welcome to the Leading From Within podcast. My name is Rachel Bale. I'm a business and self-empowerment mentor, and this podcast is dedicated to showing you, the creative and driven online business owner, how to wave bye-bye to the relentless hustle mentality, find your fire, and unlock the confidence and self-trust necessary to build the aligned and magnetic online business you've always been meant for. It's time to stop following the cookie cutter strategies, let go of the shoulds, and to leverage your individuality to build a business and a life that makes your spirit soar. Hit subscribe now and let's jump in. Welcome back to episode three of the Leading From Within podcast and the last of my three-part series all around my backstory and my journey and everything that essentially led me here to where I am today. So in the last episode, I told you about my initial journey as a teacher, the burnout I experienced, the disillusionment. And ultimately, my resignation from an industry and a career path that I'd invested close to 10 years of my life in by that point. So here I was in Berlin, unemployed. (laughs) I think I went on to a temporary tourist visa while I figured out what I was going to do. But I was also newly self-employed right? Like I officially had an online business, my travel blog, the department of wandering, and it was making a modest income through brand collabs, affiliates, ads. And I also took on some copywriting work for different online blogs to supplement my income as well. I think, I think my first freelance copywriting job was actually for a dental blog. Um, so I was writing about things like jaw alignment and teeth whitening. It was so random and I thought it was hilarious that I was getting paid to write about these kinds of things, but it came really easily to me and I smashed it out so quickly. I did it from cafes in Berlin and it also gave me this, this real deep confidence in my writing that People wanted to pay me for my writing. So soon after that, I put my interests and my skills kind of together. So like my love of travel and my skill with writing and communication. And I started to pitch for freelance travel writing work. So I had this incredible travel blog that was, you know, very much like a portfolio And very quickly, I landed a great gig um, writing for the travel arm of a major news network. And it paid really well. I think it was about a dollar a word. And I was often commissioned to write, you know, two, three, four articles every month. And so within a couple of months of leaving my teaching job, I had replaced my salary entirely but with work that felt fun and gave me so much freedom, not to mention great benefits as well. So I'd often actually pitch the travel editor to cover a destination I had interest in or that my partner and I were planning to go to and the hotel would accommodate us for free because I was press. And these were beautiful destinations like five-star hotels, 
You guys, I love luxury. I have zero shame in admitting that. (laughs) So I was in my element and this was a really fun kind of pinch me moment in my life where I'd become a travel writer and I was getting paid to essentially have luxury holidays. It was a bit like, what is life? (laughs) And all I could think about was Thank God I left that job where I had felt so caged and I was so proud of myself for demanding better for myself, but more importantly, being brave enough to do something about it, not just complain like so many people do who are unhappy in their jobs. They just complain all day, but never do anything about it. Like what the actual fuck? I have no time for you. If you're not happy, do something about it or change your perspective. One of the two, but don't sit there and be the victim. You are responsible for your own life. Take ownership of it. And this was the first real instance where I did that, where I showed myself what I was capable of to create something a million times better. So here I was, self-employed, a freelance travel writer, but also with a monetized blog and a rapidly growing social media presence, like back in the day when it was, you know, pretty easy to grow a following pretty quickly. (laughs) So I had this influencer kind of vibe going on and I do these like paid sponsored posts on Instagram and, you know, I was building this personal brand Now, I should rewind briefly because as all this was happening, we'd actually decided to leave Berlin. So by then it was approaching around three years of being there and we were reaching the point of wanting to decide what we were going to do for good. So either stay and try and figure out the very complicated visa situation, you know, being unemployed now or go back to Australia. And honestly, we both felt that it was time to go home. Berlin was incredible for both of us. It was like the optimal place for both of us, you know, to be like able to quit our full-time jobs and get our businesses up and going. Um, By that time, Ben was freelancing as a concept artist for game studios And, you know, because the cost of living was so insanely cheap over there, it really felt like the prime place to experiment, to take risks without the pressure of needing to earn a lot of money to cover high living costs, like in Melbourne, like, oh my God. (laughs) But um, by this point, we both had this really deep sense that our time in Berlin was drawing to a close. We were so different to when we first arrived. And I very much believe that the purpose of Berlin was to shake us awake and guide us towards our true soul paths, you know, as long as we were willing to listen, which we were. And reflecting now, you know, that journey, that was like the start of the journey. It was only the beginning. And so early in 2016, we left. 
We flew home via Tokyo actually just for fun and um, Ben actually proposed to me in Tokyo at like, you know, this marking point in our lives which he felt was really significant. So when we arrived back in Melbourne, it was like doubly exciting because we got to share all of that happy news with everyone. And it was so funny because over the next 12 months where we thought we were going to spend at home in Melbourne, we actually were barely there. So Ben's freelance work was really taking off at that point and we had the opportunity to go to LA and London for three-month stints in each city um, as he worked on games and film projects. And then also, funnily enough, back to Berlin for a film as well for, you know, two or three months, which, by the way, was so weird. Like, we literally just left Berlin, you know, six-ish months beforehand, and then we were back there again for three months. And we actually even moved into the old apartment we were living in and everything. It just felt so strange. It felt like we almost living two different lives. Like we had like left this life in Berlin and like we had this other life, you know, going on as well. It was very, it was a very weird experience. Anyway, I got to do all of my work on the road Um, as well. Like I could do it from anywhere. And I just remember feeling this overwhelming sense of gratitude that my online business gave me that freedom. I kept saying like, imagine if I still had a job and we couldn't do this. And so he worked in studios abroad and I worked from cafes or our, you know, our short-term apartments. And so over time, really organically, actually, I started to feel that itch to teach again. And I did miss parts of it. Definitely not all the drama and rigidity and pressure, but I miss the connection, the sharing of wisdom, you know, leading students towards an outcome, the relationships and the expansion that comes with learning and curiosity, like those parts, that's what I missed. And so I started to explore the world of online education and I immersed myself in learning about how to create an online course. And eventually, and I say eventually because it took me far longer than it should have, (laughs) I created and launched my first online course back in 2017, six years ago now, crazy. It was called Blog Boost and it was a course about monetizing a blog since that's what I'd done for myself. You know, I did a beta launch and I got like 20 people inside and I just remember being blown away like, oh my God, I'm a course creator. I get to flex my teaching expertise, but teach in my own way, not teach someone else's curriculum, but teach my curriculum. And it just felt like, of course, I had ended up here. You know, every little point along my journey had been leading me into this industry, into this role, And thank God I was tuned into the signs, that I was curious enough to follow them 
and trusting enough to see where it would all take me because it was leading me here into this coaching space. But even though I'd built this course, I'd sold this course, um, I was doing basic email marketing, I was so very aware that I had no fucking clue what I was doing, but I was pretending to. I was essentially putting on this mask of self-confidence when underneath I was like so unsure. (laughs) And even though I was embodied in what I was teaching, right, like I'd already lived what I was now teaching, I still felt like an imposter. There were so many beliefs that I had to do so much work on over the years to rewrite this. And these are beliefs like people are going to think I'm so annoying about talking about my things so much. Beliefs like there are so many other course creators out there selling similar things. Why would anyone want mine? You know, is my course really worth the money? And even things like people are going to enroll and think it's rubbish and be so angry at me. And obviously none of that was true. It was all fear. And underneath all of those limiting beliefs was, was, you know, the unconscious programming that was at the core of that. But it wasn't until many years later that I actually became self-aware enough to recognize that, you know, fear is easier to recognize because you feel it in your body. You know, you feel your nervous system dysregulated. You feel that sympathetic state. Our body knows. Our body always knows first. You know, 80% of the communication that happens between body and body and mind comes from the body first. The body does not lie. (laughs) And so, you know, I spent the next several years creating a handful of programs and digital products in this fear state, even though I was excited by it, even though I knew this was what I wanted to be doing, I still felt terrified of it not working. I lacked so much belief in myself, despite everything that I was portraying externally and so because of that, because I, you know, I really felt so, I'm going to say, ill-equipped, I was hell-bent on learning as much as I could. And that's what we do, right? Like if we don't know something, we go out and learn it. So I followed all the gurus, just lapped up all of their how-to content, you know, how do I do all of the things? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I purchased program after program after program, everything from Instagram strategy, Pinterest strategy, email marketing, funnels, course creation. I binged all the business strategy podcasts. If there was a spare moment in the day, like you betcha, I had my headphones in. I was just on this mission to find the keys in the way everyone else was doing it online. 
And if they were selling an offer around it, even better, because I freaking loved a blueprint to follow, you know, do this, then this, then this, that shit was gold to me, (laughs) but did it make me any more confident? No. Did it make my business grow any faster? No. Did it give me a whole lot of stuff to do? Yeah. And was it really, really confusing when it didn't work out? Yep. Because here was the problem. I thought the strategy was everything. It was all I was looking for, all the strategies, everyone else's method. Like, let me learn to do what everyone else knows to do. Like they had some magic knowledge that if only I could get hold of, that would be the key. That was not the key. Oh my God. I was never in my power. I was so, so tuned out from my intuition. I had zero discernment. I was always working. The hustle was relentless. Anytime that I was away from my business, it felt so unsafe. It just felt that fragile, like it could all collapse it, you know, at any moment. And so I was constantly exhausted, constantly dysregulated. I struggled to feel present with my little daughter. So I'd had my first child by then, but I would brush it all off and just call myself ambitious and, you know, committed to the vision. But not once did I stop to question whether any of it actually felt good in my body. I was just blinded by the desperation of wanting it to work. And now looking back, I know so few of the strategies I learned and implemented were actually aligned to who I was, what my strengths are, my gifts, or my natural energy. I didn't even know what alignment felt like or what alignment was. (laughs) There was no way I was self-aware enough to see that back then. And so I really did completely abandon my body in those early years. And I also didn't have the beliefs to support my desire. And surprise, surprise, when your beliefs don't align with what you say you want, all kinds of fun self-sabotage and resistance comes into play because your reality is always matched to your beliefs. And my desire was that I had a quote unquote successful online business, which by my measure would be at least to be matching my old teaching salary. But my beliefs, so unmatched. Because I had the belief that selling was hard, that running an online business was hard, that I was too much if I spoke out too loud, that people would find me annoying, that no one would want what I'd create, that they wouldn't see value, that they'd think it was too expensive. And guess what? (laughs) Selling did feel hard. Being really visible did feel hard. Getting people into my programs did feel hard. Like, are you surprised? Reality matches your beliefs. But looking back now, I can really say that this was the most incredible learning experience. It taught me to recognize what I don't want and what I do. 
And I didn't have this dramatic, you know, burn my business to the ground moment to mark that realization. It was actually a really gradual awakening for me. Um, And I guess one of the benefits of being a course junkie back then was that that's the way I initially ended up in my mentor's world. And she opened me up to doing business in a whole different way that broke all of the rules that I'd created for myself. For myself. So I'm going to leave it there. In the next episode, I'm going to be sharing the shift and my journey inwards where I started to find all of the real answers. 